Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Warning, the following program is the officially sanctioned podcast where three friends talk about the show about four friends who compete to embarrass each other. Who compete to embarrass each other. Who compete to embarrass each other. Yeah, this is yes. the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> it's the starting line. This is the beginning. This Ooh. is where it all <laughs> begins, baby. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to the official Impractical Jokers podcast. We had a little bit of a break. I hope everyone's summer break was good. Season nine, new episode. I know, pumped. We're back. Did, did you guys know we were coming back? I had no idea. Yeah, that's such a weird thing because we work on the show, so people assume we, we know everything about, you know, the, even the live shows and everything that's going on in the Joker's lives and even our own show I sometimes I'm like oh are we back what's the schedule yeah and we did we got an email yesterday that was like hey guys new episode coming out Thursday night can you do a podcast like oh wow and then we kind of just started getting our our stuff together it was awesome I was really and I finally also let me say this the last time we all joined I had a kid I had uh, my son my son Desi was born uh you know 420 Great little guy. That's right. Uh, Best birthday but, ever. That's right. Uh, but basically, I, I've been on, I, like, we've been on break. I've been in baby land. Uh, I hope I'm with it somewhat for this podcast. So, yeah, I've just kind of been off off the map. And then they're like, the show's back. And so it is really exciting. I'm so happy uh, to hear her come back. And then it was fun. I got to kind of dive in and watch this episode uh, with him. Um, he, he smiled. So I think that is a... Uh, is a big thumbs up from him. And he understood like all the concepts and the language. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think this is actually perfect for his age group. It's like for three <laughs> month olds. That uh, makes sense. Yeah, he, he was digging it. It's, you know, Murr's his favorite. Um, <laughs> Whoa. He, likes, he likes a fellow bald guy. He'll see, he'll see. He'll, that might change. <laughs> we'll see, you know. It's his first step. Similarly, my wife, whose birthday is also on 420, she's older than your son. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, her favorite was Murr originally when we, when oh, yeah. she didn't know the guys as well as I did. And when we were watching it, she was like, I like him. He seems innocent. And I was like, wow. <laughs> Wait, so now who was her favorite? Now? Um, I think she probably, she's probably a Sal fan. Okay. I think she's probably, I think she's probably team Sal. Okay. But I don't know. I mean, I, there's something that she, 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 I think she still retains a little love for Murr. And I think, I think she says that she, that he has like innocent eyes. <laughs> I'm like that might be the only part of his body that could be innocent. Looks can be deceiving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if at some point you just see Murray take out some contact lenses and reveal he has like blue eyes or something. He's been yeah. putting in like brown ones this whole time. No, they'd be like snake eyes. I think. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. He would take uh, out contacts to reveal snake eyes, which is really funny. <laughs> the man from Princeton. That's right. That's right. Which is a beautiful transition to this first bit, which is, I think, one of our favorites of all time. I mean, like log lines is like we're, we're, we're kind of in the television world. So to be able to like make fun of it 
is so fun. It's the best. I, I know like we have such a blast coming up with these ideas with the guys. Um, actually, to talk about a little bit of an episode that just aired as a crew special recently. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many fans saw that. I think it's my favorite special ever uh, it, where we did like an award show. And the whole crew got to vote on a bunch of different things. And one of them was best challenge. I voted for log lines. It did not win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> log lines didn't win. Um, but this was, it, it's definitely my favorite. So it got, it got my vote in that one. Definitely some surprises there. I think, I don't, I don't know how much I voted for that actually won. <laughs> yes. I mean, I think maybe some things, but it's the crew. The one thing I want to say about that, I, cause everyone was surprised about this for best punishment. It was tattoos. That wasn't the surprise. The surprise was that, Turquoise ring was the runner up. Yeah. <laughs> Turquoise ring only lost. I saw the count. It lost by five votes to tattoos. I think a lot of fans would be surprised to hear that. I mean, everyone thinks of tattoos. I don't know how much everyone thinks of turquoise ring, but you know, for our entire crew, turquoise ring was really close. It was just a runner up. I think it was just a fan favorite because it was so weird. It was just a fun one to watch that day. You know, I, I can't say why everyone liked it, but that, I know that's why I liked it. It was just kind of like a bizarre, fun thing we did. I get it. I get that because, you know, if you're thinking about those two days, right? If you're taking the tattoo day where like the whole crew went to just like a tattoo studio, <laughs> yeah, or you go to this like weird, like you create a room with all these weird props and like you're putting it together. Everyone's like an air conditioned room. Their room is like, has heat lamps in it. It's a better, it's just a better environment. You, you know, you get to have more, you know, you get to do more that day than just going and watching some dudes get tattoos. But I mean, they're yeah. legendary tattoos. It's a great bit. It is a great bit. And uh, yeah, I'm so, I was so happy to, to see. When did this voting thing happen? It was in an email. <laughs> it was an you email got an email. Show. Oh, I got to check my emails because I, <laughs> I don't know about this voting thing. You got to vote, everybody. You rock the vote when you get your yeah. chance, Shay. Definitely rock the vote. <gasps> you could have put a turquoise ring only down by four. So. For real? Yeah. Well, you got to present. You were a presenter. I did. And it was so much fun. Yeah, you did great. Yeah. It was so much fun. It was a, it was a blast. It was really a, a great special. I know the guys loved it after quarantine we got to like really get dressed and stuff like put shoes on yeah do you know how excited i was to put on a dress and shoes because we don't get to do it right now i know yeah of course well and actually this brings up a great point i wanted to mention this so now it is july uh when this episode airs and around the country things are kind of a little bit more relaxed a lot of people have vaccines and stuff people are probably hanging out with their friends like they haven't in a while which is awesome all these things that we filmed were filmed either in April or before. So keep that in mind again. Like, like we still had to jump through a lot of hoops as we were filming for these bits. Like, I don't know, like that, that, it goes from that thing of like, people were like, how the heck do you film this during COVID? And to like, now where they're watching it, they're like, oh yeah, everyone's probably vaccinated. It's like, no, like the crew still had to like do ridiculous, like like amounts of testing, getting Mm -hmm. swabbed daily with like these giant pipettes up their nose. And uh, yeah, the find marks that were COVID free and all that. So every episode for like the next seven episodes. I and think. I don't think that's going to change. I think I think going forward, like since our production, as we continue a little bit for maybe for maybe for a few years, I think we're going to continue kind of a lot of that stuff. You know, it's not our call. It's like a production yeah. call. It's a safety measure. So for sure, I think I mean like like much like other industries, it just sort of changes things forever. But um, yeah, you know, you could even see like Shay and I are working. Working on a on a different North South show right now, and it's been a little bit more. I wouldn't want to say relaxed, but it, there's a few less a few less tests. Te- yeah, just it's like once a week still. But then, right? Well, Joker's we were getting we got tested every 
three days or every other uh-huh. day uh-huh. Um, on set. On this show, we get tested once a week. Yeah. If you're outside and socially distanced, you don't have to wear a mask. If we're indoors in a trailer, you have to wear a mask. Before, you had to wear a mask, no matter what. If you were outside, social distance, no matter what, you had to wear a mask. Now it's a little more laid back, a little more. But people are still, we still have hand sanitizers. PA still walk around squirting hands and we still get nose raped once a week. <laughs> uh, a question for you for booking marks for that. Were you allowed to just book vaccinated people? Is, did they do that? I think it was the same. It was, I think it was the same the as same. jokers. Yeah. They still get tested. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Cause yeah, we're not back filming it. We'll, we'll start it up back up hopefully soon, but yeah, I was curious about that. Yeah. All right. Interesting. A lot of the crew are vaccinated and we still, because you're vaccinated, you still have to get tested because you can still get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of the crew are vaccinated, but we still, um, we still get tested regularly. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Good to know. Actually yesterday. Well, that's great to know. Yeah. So that's a little behind the scenes on the, again, COVID procedures and what's kind of been going on with this, but yeah, let's just dive into the challenge itself. Log lines. Yep. Here we go. It is all timer. Another thing like uh, to let so, so people know is like, this is similar to Cranges McBasketball where it's like all hands on deck. People are coming up with these ideas, like all the comedy yes. producers. Yes. And James, there was, there was an uncredited one you wanted to mention, right? Yeah. So again, uh, like I said, we've been on a break basically since mid-April and we didn't know, like I said, I didn't know that the show was coming back on with new episodes. There's a comedy producer, uh, Nick Giovanetti, really funny guy. Me and him actually went to the same high school. He was there a little bit before me uh, in Red Bank, New Jersey. A hilarious guy. He's uh, written for a bunch of things. He's written some Marvel comics as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's writing partners with uh, Paul Shear. He's just a hilarious dude. And he was a comedy producer for Jokers. I don't think he's in the credit of this episode and hopefully they can get it in there for some reruns. But yeah, I just wanted to kind of shout out Nick, who is one of the funniest guys, nicest guys that we got to work with, kind of just jumped in and like fit in seamlessly to the comedy producer's room. I think him and Sal kind of came up with this Princeton idea that, uh, mm-hmm. that Murray had to read out, which is basically Murray's life. But yeah, the, uh, the fart joke Baron. Yep. Uh, I hope that sticks with with Murr. That's a, a yeah. great title. I think Nick Giovanetti uh, came up with that one. All right. So, but like the first turn, right, was was Joe versus Q. And I, yeah. there's something I really like when it's Joe versus Q. I think they're like equally competitive. Like Joe is a very competitive person, and at the end, oh, yeah. he's actually mad when like when April chooses Q. Which is like was what that was that was I didn't see that coming because April was on Q every time he kept that's like Q got all the why you know like all those <laughs> yes you know Law and Order SUV soaking wet angels uh, yeah why my shirt stink though like like <laughs> right Th- those are yes. all all of his really had a lot of issues but then at the end April chose Q yeah I know the unoriginal hack she picked them she went with him in the end uh April by the way my mark of the episode she was fantastic I thought agreed yeah right I, I think this is hands down it's got to be April especially when you have all the jokers saying your name you're probably the mark of the episode multiple times it's like, <laughs> April April maybe even biased because again Des is born in April but I don't know I love it we got a new slogan for season nine from April that's right why <laughs> why why nine <laughs> Se- nine, nine seasons is too many. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so funny. All right. What, what was your favorite, what were you guys' favorite show? So you got the Soaking Wet Angels, Quack Addicts, Law and Order SUV, Dalmatian Under God, that robot yep. consciousness in the cloud with who has, to get, has to get his penis back. Uh, Why My Shirt Stink Though, where there was Dolph Tranked. 
Dolph Trank. I was trying to imagine. Yeah, Dolph Trank. I was trying to imagine, but like at one point it was like he got Dolph Tranked or like, <laughs> yeah. like, and I love that expression. I was like, what, how did, like a, a kid's not going to know what that means. And there's nothing wrong with it, but it's funny to be like, what is Dolph Tranked? And it's like, <laughs> Dolph is short for dolphin and Tranked would be tranquilized in past tense. Yeah. I love Dolph Trank. Dolph Trank should be what like one of the jokers go by like as an alias when they get into like hotels and stuff now, just like put the room under Dolph Trank. Oh, that could like, also, like a new Tony yeah. Gunk, I actually you know? think that should be another, that should be another cue beer like q like you know uh his brewery oh, yeah. they should make dolph trank or they should mm. definitely make a dolphin tranquilizer Are you kidding me oh it yeah should just but it should be i think it should be like a four loco it should be q's four loco should be <laughs> dolph trank oh it should be an upper you think there should be like some, doesn't four, four loco, loco have like caffeine in it or it's something? got yes. both it's got both you know because the dolphin you know is is an upper and then the trank is a downer yeah it should be like a like a red bull and vodka but with beer oh yeah oh yeah it'll it'll flipper your lid <laughs> there you, you're right you're you're hired again we've been off for a while. So I haven't had to come up with a joke in a bit. And most of my jokes are for a three month old. Um, so he doesn't understand language, but yeah, no, I actually, my favorite though is Dalmatian under God. I'd have to okay. say D ball, the dog, was, uh, mm-hmm. but my favorite line, even more so than Dolph Trank. So Q, if you want a Dolph Trank and a D ball, the dog beer, uh, feel free to take it. I'd like to see how many episodes of law and order SUV you could actually do. <laughs> I mean, it is a, it's the most popular car at this point is an SUV. So I mean, I'm going to say hundreds, I feel yeah. like. Probably enough. Is that what was, what was your favorite? That one? No, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I name alone is I go quack addicts every time. Quack addicts. It's a good one. I mean, and the write up itself is just so funny. Is that like was that like a Zaluga collabo? Nah, it's an Ambergio. I believe it's an Ambergio. It's a um, Joe Ambergio. That's beautiful. Yeah, it was. That was a really good one. And I, the thing is, I don't know what that show's about. Once I hear math, I kind of check out. <laughs> Ever since middle school, I was kind of like, nah, I'm not going to pay attention if it's math. So yeah, I, I have no idea what that show's about. So confusing. Yeah, it's a lot of numbers and you do the math. But, uh, it, you know, it sounded like people liked it. One. It was original, right? So people liked the yes. originality of that show. Yeah, April. If April likes it, then it's good. I, tr- I yeah. truly trust her. She should be like the network executive for True TV. <laughs> oh, okay. I'd love to work with April. Sounds good. All right, next we got uh, Murr and Prince Herb are uh, going head to head. So, and Murr, of course, uh, he was a, he's a TV executive and, and Prince Herb is a bartender. Yes, <laughs> Prince Herb. Which is Prince such Herb. a good way to start the turn. Yes. Uh, and I, I forgot, you're right. It's Prince Herb now. Yeah, we have Prince to call Herb. him Prince Herb. He is Prince Herb. Uh, yeah, I, I realized earlier yeah. when you asked Lisa's favorite, I might have said team and then his, the dead name. So right. Lisa's uh, <laughs> Please team don't use Prince it Herb. Yes, it's team Prince Herb. Yeah, I love Murr throwing the Herb under the bus right away. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was fantastic. Uh, I, I love the 69th Amendment. That scene, I was mm-hmm. watching this again, like I said, with my kid, my wife. My wife was actually like, I'd watch that show. I agree. <laughs> she was into the 69th Amendment, so. That woman was great. She was trying to make it, like April was tearing everything down and like finding the problems and she was trying to fix everything. Yes. She was like, it's, you know, and everything ends with a little, like something a little social conscious, right? <laughs> she's like, she's like, everything ends with something social conscious. Yeah. And Prince Herb is like, Sure. Sure. <laughs> Just like, yeah, whatever. If you're going to buy into the show, I loved it. I'd watch a show about, uh, you know, the, what is it? Surf, the, the president hot dog emoji surfing off the Idaho coast. Yep. Uh, yeah. It's uh, i I'd get into a sci-fi like that. Sci-fi political thriller. Yeah. Why not? Let's do it. Put it on HBO and it'll be great. Yeah. You got Kirk and Darth, 69th amendment, uh, Princeton, Gunner, small sacks, liquid shockers, lady junior, Dr. Smarty Pants. Oh, man. 
lady junior. I was all about that liquid shockers, the the gunner small sacks, liquid shockers. Yeah. Just all that whole like that like when you heard that name, it's just so confusing. But and then Mer Mer being like, so it's a comedy prank show with unsuspected volumes of liquid. <laughs> yeah. That to me that killed me. That line. That was great. Oh man. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of uh of of this bit. Uh, and I love that it didn't even have to go to a vote because Murray just dominated Prince Herb. But this is not fair because before the show, this is what Murray did. Mm-hmm. So it's easy for him to, to, it's not fair. Yeah. He's, he, he loves to pitch. He's, yes. He loves to bullshit. And this is both of those things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, were, would you watch any of these, Shay? I mean, I'm going to go not for these, but for Joe and, and Q. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to know what happens with the penis. Yeah, I think everybody is wondering what happens with the penis. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I need to know what happens with the penis. Do we get like can we find yeah. the penis? Do we, like I need to know these things. So, have we seen the mark of the episode yet for you guys? Yes. Oh, April. April. Yeah, definitely. Hands down. You're going April. Hands down. Why? I agree. I I agree. It's hard to beat. I really like that woman who tried to make everything work. Yes. But yeah, April's just, yeah, she's a home run. Why? Yeah. Why? As soon as I walk on set, I can't <laughs> wait to get back on set. Why? It's, it's the pause. It's the pause before why. She's just like, why? <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Um, yeah. I also like when Sal's like, Sal did such a bad job. First of all, there's no vote. He just gives up. He doesn't even, which is funny because you know, Sal's like, I don't want, I keep messing this up. Prince Herb, leave it in. Don't even fix my mistakes. <laughs> I'm, I am making mistakes. I'm embarrassed. I should know better. Prince Herb. We, we should have to do something every time we say Sal. I know. There we should be. Like, should we do push ups? What would be the biggest punishment for us? Exercise, probably. Mm. Honestly, with the, how much we get paid, it should be like a, a cuss jar. <laughs> it should, should be an entire paycheck in a, in a jar. Um, but it's uh, so it's not much. But uh, anyway, so I, I think when Prince Herb is like, he just gives up. He's, he's like, no vote. I don't want to, I don't want to have a vote at all. And then he says, man, fuck you guys. At one point, like when he he can't figure it out, like, like, like Murr's killing him. So Herb's Herb's like, man, fuck you guys. That's that Uh, was after Dr. Smarty pants. (laughs) It was great. Yeah. Murray, Murray just mentally dominated the Herb. It was a flawless victory. Yeah. I thought, and then we got to talk about this next bit. Mm Mm-hmm. We called it Need One More. I forget what they ended up officially calling it in the cut for the second challenge. But we've done so many dumb focus groups in, in our yeah. nine years, right? Yep. Uh-huh. Very silly, crazy things. But the UFO focus group comes to mind. Obviously, any product jesters thing we have done right. with crazy toys or all these things. So we were just like, what if we come up? What if the whole game is just pitching? the craziest focus groups to a room full of people. That's yeah. it. Just see if people will even walk into the room uh, for this. And uh, it, it, we got to do it. I'm so happy that this challenge I, you know, made the it The structure too, the structure of like, we've never done a, uh, like a, what do you call it? Like this style of um, tournament style like this. No, like not where, at all, yeah. Like where I couldn't even follow it in some ways because it was like Q versus Murr and then it was Joe versus Prince Herb. And then it was like the losers went up against each other. And then the winner, it was just like, there was, it was, but it was great. I, I wanted to hear as many as I could, as like, I loved it. you know, so I really loved all of them. 
I got to say my favorite is any chance you're in the mood to screw around with a new kind of tampon. <laughs> uh, I love, I mean, that one won, right? I, I can't believe it. It was chosen. Yeah. That's, so do it yourself acupuncture or yeah. screw around with a new kind of tampon. Every, there was a few ones that I'm like, I can't, I can't believe they went with the bee aggression in a freezing cold environment. Yeah. I can't believe it. I can't believe they went with, which was the one it was, it was so for Joe versus Murrow, it was, oh, it was monkey oh, chef, monkey, monkey chef, taste chef. Test. I mean, also we, have we ever told the story about monkey chef on the podcast before? No, never, never. Right. Here's the deal with monkey chefs, comedy producers room. A few years ago, Mike Fanoia, hilarious guy. A lot of you probably know him from uh, Joker's cruise, really good standup. Uh, check him out. Uh, when he was in the comedy producers room for us, we were, it was one of those days. It was a little bit slow. We're all kind of just BSing. And we were like, it'd be funny if the guys had to eat a sandwich made by a monkey. Like as like a punishment. (laughs) Again, like, yeah, maybe that's a punishment. I don't know. Probably not. We haven't filmed it. Right. So we're we're just like, well, how do you do that? And we're like, well, Fenoya's like, let's call it the Bronx Zoo and see if they've got like an intelligent chimp. And we just started laughing and they're like, ah, there's another department that does that. And he's like, no, 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 I got it. So he finds the Bronx Zoo number, calls up the Bronx Zoo, puts it on a speakerphone, calls up the Bronx Zoo. And he gets the, the answer that he gets from this zookeeper at the zoo is so funny to me. I'll never forget it. Mike goes, hi. It's like, hello, Bronx Zoo. And Mike's like, hi, this is Impractical Jokers. And the guy's like, oh, you guys again. <laughs> Never knew that we called them ever in the first place. We called the Bronx Zoo. We say it's a practical joke. First thing, guys, you guys again, listen. And Mike's like, no, you listen. We need to know if you have a chimp that can make a sandwich. And the zookeeper just starts going. He's like, listen, go find like somebody that does tricks on TV. These are not like show animals. We have, we're a preserve, blah, blah, blah. And Mike just goes back at him. He's like, well, you listen, we've got over a million viewers a week. We're going to take that chimp and make him a star. You're holding that chimp back. He's just like doing crowd work. It was like, whatever. I can't do it as good as Mike was doing it. It was so funny. Yeah. Uh, and we hung up the phone. We we're just all laughing. And then I, I kind of snuck out to the locations apartment. I was like, Hey, um, don't call the Bronx Zoo for a while. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It it's was, so uh, funny that there was already like a pre-existing condition that we yeah. had that like he had no idea. And he's just stumbled into like, you know, like he just ripped off a band-aid he didn't even know was there. I just love it. I, I never would have thought we called the Bronx Zoo. He's like, you guys again. Yeah, that's the best. I love it. But yeah, I mean, who who wouldn't want to go to a focus group uh, monkey chefs made by ape, ape by humans? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. I, I mean, I still want to see that punishment where, you know, Prince Herb eats a sandwich that was made by a monkey. Yeah. Oh, another thing about Prince Herb, when we first pitched this a concept to him, he, he uh, sorry, I'll do some push-ups or donate all my paycheck. Uh, Prince Herb was like, all right, but like, we already get people to do crazy focus groups. How crazy could it be? And we, we, we pitched out the six hour mosquito safety course for residents of Northern Rockland County. And that's like the first thing we said. And he was like, well, okay, that's really funny. <laughs> and so he was like, okay, yeah, let's, let's go with that. Uh, and then we, we got to play this game. Yeah. And I, you know, yeah. and they really ranged, you know, you got like soaking, yeah. soaking wet clothes and to see until, and you know, until they get dry, uh, a, yeah. like a lab puke sample. You know, what's funny is like, I feel like ones that are faster, people will just yeah. do like the six hour in depth mosquito safety course versus monkey chef taste test. I, I'm doing yeah. monkey chef taste test. Absolutely. 
But I yeah. can't believe screw around with a new kind of tampon. <laughs> no, I can't. But it, against acupuncture, though, because I'd be so worried about messing up a nerve or something. I get it. I understand it in that way. Yeah. Then you got meat rottenness, chocolate <laughs> <Yes>. tasting, <laughs> and be aggression in freezing cold environments. I, what do you guys go with there? Oh, man. I, am, I think I'm, I'm honestly, I'm going with the be aggression as well. I'm going meat rottenness. I, I, yes. I would like, oh. I mean, I, yeah, I'm afraid of the, the neck thickening for sure. If yeah. I, if I, you know, but the meat rottenness, it doesn't seem like there's any, like, what's the worst that happens? I puke. But I'm a pescatarian. So sure. You know, but you're just I'm not, smelling it. but, but uh, I mean, just on principle, I don't want, I don't want them to be doing gotcha. more focus groups with more dead uh-huh. meats. You know, okay. I want gotcha. no dead meats. Okay. So maybe she's felt the same way as me. And that's why you go to the B aggression. So you rather get stung? I'd rather get stung. I've been stung before. I'll I think again. From I've seen movies. There was like a there was a or it might have been even like a documentary where they drew like a, there was a car that was surrounded by bees. So yeah. what they what they but they drew, so they drove it into it was like killer bees. They drove it into <laughs> a um into a stadium and they put the temperature up high enough and all the bees like fell to the ground. And they like fell asleep or something. They didn't die, but they like all like they, they basically fell to the ground. And then the person like got out of the car and ran away once they were all down and they like, you know, they saved the, I think it was a woman. They saved the woman. And then like Uh when they put the, they they turned off the AC, they had to wait a while when they turned off the AC, uh, the bees came back and left. But isn't that nuts? That's crazy. So I I think, I think you'd be fine if you knew that, if you watched that documentary slash movie. I don't know what it was. So the bees were attacking the car. They were just swarming the car. car. They like were on the car. They're like attached to the car. And I don't think any were getting in. I, again, I saw this maybe 15 years ago, but I did see it. Don't know if it was a movie that was like fiction or like a documentary. Yes. No, this is, uh, so the queen was probably inside, I'm guessing, right? Because that's what happens. Like whenever the queen is somewhere, that's where you get like the whole swarm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the, the potential Disney movie here, queen gets trapped mm-hmm. in the car, road trip, mm-hmm. whole swarm goes, they go inside a stadium. You said they went, so, so they, they, someone had this idea that, like they, to drive into this, like, you know, football stadium or like, yeah, big stadium. And it was already somewhat air conditioned. It was covered and they brought up the AC even more. Uh, and eventually it got cold enough. They figured out that the bees gotcha. would just have to like fall asleep or fall down. I don't think they died. Oh, that's good to know. That, all right. I didn't know that. That's, that will be helpful if any of our listeners are currently dealing with a bee issue. Yeah. Uh, get, 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 to a stadium. Get, to <laughs> get to a stadium. Get to a stadium. If you're Crank listening. Up the AC. Get to a stadium. I wanted to like, I, I Googled because I need uh-huh. to know these things. Yep. Right. So yeah. bees they exercise like mad whenever the mercury dips below the 50 degrees. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So do they, fr- I, I don't, I don't understand. Explain. Well, I guess, I guess the bees get more aggressive when it gets a little cold. It's probably like they get panicky. I'm assuming. Um, and, and, and yeah, I, okay. I think, but I think it needs to be studied and I'm glad that this lady signed up for that focus group. Huh. I, uh, after this podcast thing, I'm going to look this up. And look that. Yeah. Yeah. I got to look up this, uh, this B on car driving into the stadium. Yes. thing. Oh, I think I found it. Oh, great. Okay. You know, what would have been great is if this just turned into a punishment, like whatever the person picked, it's like, great. And also like, 
No, Joe, you lost the episode. So now you're going to be dealing with a bee in a freezing cold condition. <laughs> like what if we had that like set up or uh, some chocolate that makes his neck thick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get, get him some stinky meats. No, we won't film that. Uh, <laughs> what we will film for a Joe punishment is the wind beneath my wings. How about this one? How do you guys feel about this one finally getting uh, to, to air? What do you mean? So the guys fought hard for this one. Do you remember? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. I see what you mean. Like, how do I feel about it going now after seeing it? Yes. Love it. All about Me it. Too. <laughs> because the earnest, like how earnest, they really wanted him to be earnest when he sang. Yeah. And there was like a moment toward the end where he really like goes for it. But like it starts off and he really it's embarrassing. It really is like he's a bad singer. And like, I think most people are like, I can't sing. So I just don't sing. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? I, I lay back and this he has to sing for this entire time as like the best to his ability. He's not trying to be funny. Yeah. Like that's his best singing. And it's <laughs> it's hysterically bad. And it's it's so earnestly bad it's like he's really i keep using that word but he's really bad and the guys have been trying to get joe to do this forever i remember i went to i was like hanging out with them on one of their podcast shows uh like they do where they're like working out new tour material and uh prince herb was just going to joe he's like listen for the night the next show honestly please can you just go to the front of the stage and to the best of your ability sing I forget what song it was, but he's like, I will die laughing if you do that. And Joe's just like, oh, absolutely not. And he's like, what do you mean though? No? He's like, what? And then just like, I'm not going to go out there and just embarrass myself for your amusement. And so, I'm sorry, Prince Herb's like, we do that all the time. That's what we do. He's like, yeah, but like, I'm not on the show right now. I'm just not going to go and do that. And so like Prince Herb and the other guys are like trying to coerce him into doing it. And he's like, guys, I'm not doing it. And so they've been trying to do it as a punishment basically since then. And we really like pushing for it. It never was like the right time. But then it was this thing of like, during COVID, it was, we we're looking for punishments we could do without an a big audience present. And we're like, all right, get Joe in a studio. We mm -hmm. get a giant Zoom audience. Uh, maybe we pair it with a charity. So there's like a charitable aspect to it. So there's, that's just like a thing sometimes like the network likes where it's like, okay, that can, we can help like kind of like sell the idea that way where it's like, uh, you know, it's like, well, it's a punishment. But it's also like the guys like raising money for the Mariano Rivera Foundation. Uh, and like, we do that sometimes like for, um, finales, we've done that where the guys all do things with different charities that they all work closely with and stuff like that. And then the guys built a relationship with Mariano Rivera. So they're like, yeah, this will actually be a great, uh, way to kind of like work him into the show, raise some money for a good cause, but then also get this punishment finally on air. And so they were able to do it. And they also went through great lengths to get the wind beneath my wings specifically. It had to be this song. That's the it thing. It had to be according to... Center. That's the thing. Like it really, that for me, I'm like the, the, just the fact they got that song is, is big enough for a punishment. Yeah. You know? And I grew up like with my dad would always like put on the, the, uh, the Bette Midler greatest hits. Oh really? Oh, he would throw that on. I mean, he had, it was very eclectic taste with, um, with Dan Jost. Nice. Is this track number one? He would either put on greatest hits of Santana okay. or he would put on like Disney songs hits. 
Yes. So you, you know, my friends would get in the car and like the Lion Holy King world. soundtrack would be bumping. Um, <laughs> yeah, Bakuna Matata. Or, you know, he, my dad, huge Dido fan. You don't know any of the Dido deep cuts, but oh, my yeah, dad M&M, does. Eminem and Dido. Nope, uh, nope, not that one. The, the original with just her, no Eminem. Um, what? Yep. Did you wrap the Eminem part over it? I tried my best. He would, he would say, shh. Um, <laughs> but then Bette Midler, greatest hits, that would be on. And, yes. you know. Betty Mids. There was another one that would always play that was like, he was a mental bugle boy from Company Beat. Oh, of course. I know that Betty Mids hitting the high notes all the time. She's always. the best. Always. Yes. So great. So this, hocus, hocus pocus. Yes. So I know very She's much wonderful. how the song should be sang. Of course. So maybe that's why I also like it because when you hear him not sing it well, hey, yeah. that's special. <laughs> that's more, baby. Uh, a great non Ben Miller song. Uh, yeah, no, it was the perfect song. I agree. And the thing was, we actually, so at first we found like a karaoke track for it, or like kind of like a MIDI or something uh, track. And then Prince Herbert was like, no, 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 we need the real like official track. So the guys went through great lengths to get like the official like backing track that like that Midler uses uh, when she, she sang over it. So this is like, this is like the official version of wind beneath my wings. And it, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's definitely, it took some time for the producers to like track down and get it clear and all, all this other nonsense that like you, I, I say you, but I mean me too. Like I kind of take for granted when I'm watching TV, I'm like, of course they could get that. But like actually having to like watch how that happens. Uh, it, it, it was just like such a pro dealing with music publishing is such a process. I know. And, uh, yeah, that our, our crew was able to, to get it done and get the official version. The other thing, uh, I have to call out that wasn't the only song that Joe sang that day. Do you remember this? Yes, of course. Yeah. So we were, we joined the zoom for this that we watched kind of like all the fans that were on the zoom did that day. And when you're watching the zoom, you watch this song with the backing track that we just talked about. So you kind of see what you see on TV, basically minus the guys and BTS, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you get that version of Joe singing, but then after that, the guys made Joe sing two songs, but they just piped the backing track into his ears. And it was basically Joe's isolated vocal track going out over the zoom acapella acapella. So you just hear Gatto do an acapella version of Amazing Grace and Danny Boy, <laughs> which was hilarious. Also, Gatto, I think, knows about five words of Danny Boy. Uh, and uh, yeah, he was like off the entire time. But yeah, that was uh, another just like kind of fun part of this day that never, never made it to TV. Because at the yeah. end of the day, they're like, yeah, no, the one beneath my wings was like the punishment. That other thing was kind of just for us because we never, again, they've been pushing so hard for him to do this. And uh, he finally did it. Uh, but yeah, those, there's like two other tracks out there somewhere that uh, the guys have. Maybe they'll use it somehow. It's funny because this punishment's great because it's a, not only a punishment for Joe, it's a punishment for everybody listening to Joe. I was getting ready to say it was a punishment for me. It was bad. <laughs> Before we go too far. Yeah. I, um, as we're talking, I, I want to follow up on that. My whole B claim. Yes. <laughs> 100% a movie. It was uh, called The Savage Bees. It was like a made-for-TV movie. But there's these bees okay. that swarm a car. And I was right. Fair. They bring them into the Superdome in New Orleans. 
That's the dome I was picturing. And so then it says, yeah, in this review, it says like, there's a ridiculous must-see conclusion, which has our heroes chilling the bees out via the Superdome's air conditioning system, which we're supposed to believe is powerful enough to lower the temperature from 61 degrees to 45 degrees in a matter of minutes. And there's also like an image <laughs> on wait, like- Wait, yeah. hold on, Case. They yeah. only went to 45. It's not even freezing. I, I, I know, It's a dude. movie. You could have done anything at this Agreed. point. Agreed. I guess okay. they just wanted to make it accurate and that's why i think i thought felt it was so accurate and then it was <laughs> the temperature also like on the state you know like on the stadium like the scoreboard it said the temperature and as it went down it's just so funny but they also said that the movie's like really problematic because <laughs> it says among its litany of problems is its dialogue as highlighted by the troubling habit of its characters referring to africanized bees as the africans which led to problematic <laughs> cringe inducing lines such as these africans are different not only chemically but phys- physiologically <laughs> like <laughs> They don't merely want to sting. The Africans want to kill. Like it's wow. Wow. (laughs) This movie is a a punishment too. Did they get some propaganda? Yeah. Did the bees come from Wakanda? That's what I need to know. Yeah. Wow. Oh man. Vibranium? Is that what it was called? The metal? Yeah. That's from Wakanda. This is, yeah, this is definitely this. I feel like this movie, if anything, is in the, it's in the junior cinematic universe and not the Marvel one. (laughs) No, it's definitely not in the Marvel cinematic universe. Yeah. Uh, Another bad punishment idea, since I've pitched a few already. Can we make the guys like do just like a a shot by shot remake of a terrible movie like this? Like, can we just buy the rights to this B movie and like make like a couple of the guys just redo it and say all these problematic lines. If we could get the rights to Bette Midler's uh, when beneath my wings, now I feel like anything's possible. <laughs> I agree. hundred percent. Wow. Uh, I, I'm so happy that was a movie and not a documentary. I know I'm a little bummed though, but I, I feel like I had to, I had to button that up. Yeah. Otherwise people would be coming at me in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. What was the name of the movie again? Savage, the savage bees, the savage bees. I'm watching it this weekend. Yeah. Please, please watch Fantastic. it. Fantastic. Oh, man. It's so good to be back. I'm so happy we're back I know. watching episodes, talking about them. Uh, this is fantastic. Yeah, I love you guys. Great episode. So fun. You too. And any fans, if you have any questions, please like ask them. At hashtag Jokers Podcast mm-hmm. on Twitter. Uh, you can ask them to us uh, at our different Twitter handles or Instagram. I know Shay doesn't have Twitter. So uh, everyone's socials are. Yeah. Hit us up on Instagram. I'm, I'm at Casey Jost everywhere. And Shay Starchow, C-H-A Starchow. Um, at Mick James McCarthy. Beautiful. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening and, uh, and for watching the show. I can't wait. There's some really, really great episodes coming up too. We're back. I'm really excited. We're back, yes. baby. This is the end of the podcast. I miss you, but James, I miss you. I miss you. This is the finish line of the pod. This is the this end. Is Okay. Love you guys. See you next time. See you next time. This is the Practical Joker Podcast.